Welcome to the podcast, In All Seriousness. I'm Cadence, your host of today's fifth official episode. If you're new, my podcast, In All Seriousness, is made to inform others on serious global topics. This episode's serious topic will be answering the question of what are the American immigration laws and how do they impact future immigrants. I'll begin by explaining the laws, then uncovering the reasons why people are breaking them. I'll finish by explaining the dangers of breaking the laws, while occasionally referencing the fantastic book, Don't Ask Me Where I'm From, by Jennifer DeLeon. Now, let's get serious. I'd like to address that there are many different immigration policies. According to the American Immigration Council, the main types of entry include reuniting families, employment-based immigration, humanitarian protection, and promoting diversity. The system of reuniting families is also known as family-based immigration. To be admitted through the family-based system, you have to fit the family preference system or be an immediate relative of a U.S. citizen. The American Immigration Council says a U.S. citizen or LPR sponsor must petition for a relative to be admitted through the family-based immigration system. Employment-based immigration is when a country allows immigrants with specific skills to enter a country to contribute to the economy. They can immigrate on either a temporary or permanent basis. To do this, workers need to have what is called a visa, which is a type of worker's permit. There are different visa types, which have different criteria for eligibility. Foreign workers must work for the company that petitioned for them. Humanitarian protection is an umbrella term for refugees and asylum workers. Refugees would enter the country because it is too dangerous to return to their own homes. Many are escaping from dangers caused by race, religion, political opinion, national origin, and or social group. Asylum seekers are people who continue to seek protection, even after being admitted to the United States. They tend to seek protection for the same reasons a refugee would try to escape their country. There is no limit to the number of entries in the asylum, so the process of getting admitted is faster than any other system. On page 94 of the book, Don't Ask Me Where I'm From, there's a class discussion about the president building a wall. A student in class says, If people can think that they can just keep getting in, then yeah, it's never going to stop. You know what? We should build a wall. The main character, Liliana Cruz, is outraged by the comment, although she does not partake in the conversation. She knows that they are escaping problems so big that they have to break the law and risk their lives. In an interview for newcomers, high school immigrants, a girl named Crystal explains her opinion. It's important that people get to know that immigrants are not bad people, that we're not here to um, take away things from um, Americans, that we're here to, to help, to work, to get a better future. The United States promotes diversity through the Diversity Visa Program. The American Immigration Council's research states, the U.S. Immigration Act of 1990 established a a diversity lottery system in a way for immigrants from countries with low immigration can come to the U.S. 
Their research also states each year 55,000 visas are randomly selected and distributed to foreign workers from countries that have few immigrants in the U.S. It's very hard to be accepted into the United States. It seems like there are many options when there are very little. So many people apply, but wait years and years to get into the country because of the numerical limitations set. Another name for numerical limitations is ceilings. Ceilings are essentially the limits to the number of immigrants allowed into a country per year. In the U.S., the Immigration and Nationality Act, also known as the INA, sets the ceilings for the whole country and the per-country ceilings. Per-country ceilings are how many immigrants can come from particular countries. These limits ensure that a mix of nationalities are represented. A journalist from Reuters says, The refugee cap was cut to 18,000 last year, but around 7,000 of those slots went unused, according to government data, as increased vetting by the Trump administration and the pandemic slowed arrivals. Each year, the current president decides the numerical ceiling for entry of refugee immigrants. In 2019, the President Trump set the limit to the lowest level ever. Not everyone can be accepted in a year, so there are long lineups. Some people can't even try to apply because they don't fit any of the criteria. The American Immigration Council states, Mexico, China, India, and the Philippines have high levels of immigration to the U.S., and they also have the longest waiting times for immigration visas. Most people resort to putting themselves in even more danger by deciding to cross the border illegally because it is faster. If these undocumented immigrants are discovered, they are deported back to their country and lose their chance at legal citizenship. reason that men, women, and children risk such a perilous passage north is because it is safer than staying at home. For these people, the United States represents the opportunity for a better life. That was Nick Schifrin speaking from PBS NewsHour. The most common risks associated with illegal immigration are human trafficking, drug cartels, the wilderness, and punishment. On page 166 of the book Don't Ask Me Where I'm From, the main character, Liliana Cruz, is having a conversation with her grandmother, Tia. Tia begins to tell Liliana the reason she came to visit was to collect money to deliver to Liliana's father. The money is needed to pay a coyote to help him cross the border. Tia continues by saying, the border patrol officers hide behind bushes, analyze footprints, follow you with these special night lights and everything. She says, they shoot, then ask questions. Known as coyotes along the U.S.-Mexico border are human traffickers. They offer support to illegal immigrants by transporting them to the border and ask for money in return. They have been known to harm, rob, rape, and even kill their customers. Their main priority is the money, not the people. Borders can be dangerous places, as the same borders are used to transport drugs. 
In some cases, illegal immigrants pay drug cartels to help them cross the border or agree to carry illegal drugs in exchange for their transportation. Sadly, not all make it alive, nor even make it to the border. People go to great lengths to come to the U.S. In some cases, they have to go through the wild territory and deserted areas. Many people do not have the skills needed to survive the wilderness. People have been known to starve, die of dehydration, or succumb to wild predators. There are consequences for illegally entering the U.S. The first time border agents catch someone entering illegally, they usually punish them by stopping them and sending them back. If this happens more than once, this could result in another deportation back to their home country, or may even result in jail time. Even with all the risks of illegal immigration, people still resort to it as a route for a brighter future. With the help of immigration lawyers, there may be possible safe legal options of entry. On page 220 of the book, Don't Ask Me Where I'm From, Liliana's mother is having a conversation with a woman who seems to be an immigration lawyer. They, they discussed Liliana's father's options to cross the border. He has a coyote, which is a dangerous attempt, but might be the only way. Her mother asks, if he gets caught crossing with a coyote, can we still take the asylum route? They determine it would limit his safety and chance of being chosen legally. In today's episode of In All Seriousness, we got a better understanding of America's immigration laws. We learned the options of entry and the criteria of U.S. citizenships. We unveiled the reasons why people would cross the border illegally and the risks they are taking. Once again, I'm your host, Cadence, and I hope you learned lots from this podcast. Thank you for listening and stay serious.